and welcome to a new season of Sports Girls podcast. I'm your host, Denise O'Flaherty. Well, after taking a break last year, it is great to be back. Did you know that Sports Girls was the first podcast for ladies football and camogie? And this season, we will try and give as much exposure as we can to women's sports. And I'd like to thank our sponsors, Medell Healthcare. Well, we had a busy weekend and the TG Carr All-Ireland Ladies Senior Football Championship started. We also had intermediate and junior games with some interesting results. On the show this evening, we'll have Cork's Erica O'Shea as a guest. The multi-talented O'Shea is heading down under soon to play AFLW with North Melbourne. So we'll go through the results from the weekend in the TG Carr All-Ireland Senior Football Championship, Group A Round 1. Dublin 5-14, Cavan 2-4, Carla Rowe kicked 2-3 for the dubs there. Mio 1-16, Tipperary 1-6. Tip had opened the scoring in that game, but Mio replied with 1-3. In Group B, Monaghan 1 point, Meath 1-13. Stacey Grimes with 8 points for Meath as they began their defence of the All-Ireland title. In Group C, it was Galway 3-8, Kerry 3-10. Louise Nimala-Hartig with 8 points there for Kerry as once beaten finalists defeated the Connacht champions by two points and in Group D it was Waterford 1-5 Donegal 10 points Jerry McLaughlin kicked seven points there for Maxi Kearns Donegal in the All-Ireland Intermediate Championship in Group A it was Wexford 3-10 Leitrim 2-11 last year's beaten finalist Wexford with a win there and disappointing for Connacht champions Leitrim because they are out of the championship Offaly 1-11 Wicklow 4-7 and a strong first half for Wicklow laid the foundations for their win in Group B Clare one ten, Louth 2-8 and a win there for Louth a win there for Louth sees them through to the quarterfinals. In Group C, it was Longford 3-12, Roscommon 3-9 and Longford staged a remarkable comeback there to make it two wins from two in that group and I got reaction from their manager, Brian Noonan. First of all, last year, Longford battled so hard, so many games, so unlucky. This year, beat Cazare and then followed up by staging a remarkable comeback against Roscommon. You must be extremely thrilled with your team. I am, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, I know some people looked at today's game as not being overly important given the both teams are already true, but it was very important to us in that regard that we needed to back up the last results against Kildare because obviously it's been that allowed us quite a bit that we're a bit of a one-on-wonder team mm. and we, are, we have been quite inconsistent over the couple of years. We knew last year we weren't far off at all, really. Yet we, we hung on for our intermediate status by the kind of our teeth in the end. But at the same time, earlier in the year, we were very close. It's a new team, like having beaten with me and then pushed them back to a point yeah. and then they went on to contest the final. It was frustrating for us sitting back watching that. I think that gave us that bit of motivation coming into this year. So, um, yeah, it was great to back up a really good performance in Newbridge, which would have win today, albeit a poor, probably first half performance, but a really good second half one. The thing about it is as well, when you have those couple of runs of wins, you know, it, it kind of gives the confidence to the team. It does, yeah, yeah. And there's kind of, we didn't want to overemphasize the fact yeah. that we were showing to put big wins back to back, yeah. but just the fact that everybody's minded that we haven't put wins back to back until today, really. It's a long time since Longford had two good wins in the championship. Yeah, I think it's, it's 2014 since we were last at the quarterfinal stage of intermediate Amherst. We obviously won the junior in 2016, but yeah. it's come back to 2014 since we were at the knockout end of the championship, so as you said. Um, 
that probably was a jest that we often went back back wins in that time either. So yeah, it is. It's great. The comeback. How were you at half time? You know, did you uh, give, will I say, words of wisdom to the team, or what did you think from probably the you know the first half performance? Just didn't reflect how good they were, was it? Or yeah, it was just it was small things were killing us. We were just giving away possession very very cheaply. Um, the government were getting a run on us through the centre. Um, we were a little bit of sixes and sevens when they ran at us, so we kind of just tried to reset the thing a little bit. Um, look for a little bit more composure on the ball really because like that we knew that nearly football a goal can change again very quickly and you know, while we didn't expect to maybe get two quick goals right after half time we kind of stopped but staying in the game get the goal taken but yeah we got the dream start for the second half then I know you don't like singling out players people in Longford and supporters will always say that Michelle Farrell is one of the best footballers that we've produced in this county and uh, yet again she's done it today she was absolutely phenomenal today. There's no point to say otherwise. She got one nine, one seven from today. I think some of the scores she kicked were were, they were absolutely outrageous. Right foot, left foot, from distance, from angles. Um, they were they were absolutely unbelievable scores she kicked today. You know, worthy of scare start for sure. You yourself, how are you finding it? I suppose with this year, with last year, as you said, probably Rianne McGrath's save in Mullahorn last year that kept Longford in the championship and the league went okay. But we hoping just maybe the main thing was to retain your status and then take it from from there. Yeah, well, we would have been very disappointed with the last round of the league. We went down to Wexford needing a draw, both into the league semi final. Yeah. So we lost narrowly, lost the point, and that was very very frustrating. Um, and then we came into the Leinster, who beat Carlow the first day. Probably felt we deserved something from the game against Kildare and Monadoff. And then we went away to Wexford again, and we pretty much imploded that day. We were very very poor. So it was just back to the drawing board again after the Leinster, but we got to go a few, a few good weeks training put together and um, got some confidence back into the girls. And yeah, we're, we're just seem to be in a good place at the moment. You've obviously Kayleigh Crawford, Michelle Farrell, Jan Keegan, you've those older players. But in the last number of years, Longford underage has been doing so well and there's been some fantastic young players coming through and you're probably seeing it now with uh, with the team that you're able to put out. Yeah, yeah. And even again this year, the minors are in the Dancer semi-final in a couple of weeks' time. It's actually quite likely it's going to clash with our game, unfortunately. But um, we, have, we have Ella and Ella Dugan and Cueve McCormick off this year's minor panel. And there's it's a young minor team, actually. A lot of us this year's minor team are actually in their first year minor. Um, so yeah, no, there is a good convert as the panel comes through. Player now in the quarterfinals, is it a case of take it, you know, look forward to that? And, you know, anything yeah. is a bonus, is it? Or are you kind of... Yeah, well, that? look... We are involved there to some extent, I suppose, given where we came from at the yeah. end of last year. Um, but as I said at the beginning, we always knew that we weren't too far away from any of these top teams. Um, I know Claire, one of the teams whose name has been sort of talked about since the start of the year, has been planned to be further than the championship. So that's going to be a huge challenge that there isn't to football this year. So this is another huge challenge for us. But look, I suppose we went into a group with the Leinster champions and the league champions and nobody gave us a hope of coming out of it. So we've done that um, and we kind of embraced that under God tag. So hopefully we can do that again. Oh, listen, it's absolutely brilliant. In Group D, Leash 3.14 and Tyrone 3.6. So a win for Leash there sees them top the group. And the quarterfinal lineup for the TG Carter All-Ireland Intermediate Championship is as follows. Wexford against Tyrone, Louth versus Roscommon, Longford will take on Clare, while it's Leash and Wicklow. 
in the All-Ireland Junior Championship in Group A, Round 2. Fermanagh 2.15, London 2.7 and Fermanagh bounced back from an opening day defeat to Carlow to beat London. And Derry 4 points, Carlow 2.16. So Carlow made it 2 wins from 2. In Group B, Round 1, Limerick 1.7, Antrim 12 points. So a good start there for the Ulster champions, Antrim. Well, so many players are making the move to go down under and one of the new faces will be Erica O'Shea. The Cork girl has had a remarkable few years. She'll be playing with North Melbourne and it was great to chat with her before she headed off. 2020, you were playing minor for Cork. That's the time where you started training with the senior team. Now, fast forward, June 2022, you've an all-star, named as the team of the year and you're heading... To Australia soon. Like, how remarkable has that been? Yeah, it's been amazing. Like, I, I don't think any of it it's going to hit me all at once. Like, I still don't believe that half of it happened. And yeah, like, I was so lucky that I called up to the senior team that year and I was winning it because the only winner that kept, kept on then. So that was that. It could be part of that squad, like, obviously, and uh, train for like, over there, but I'll come to straight years. And, uh, yeah, I know. It's just not experience. So it'll be a fast. So I didn't expect any of it, but like, I'm obviously delighted. I'm still in shock. So, uh, Evie Fitzgerald has a lot to answer for now. You know, he was the one that uh, brought you in. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm so grateful for Evie. Everything he's done to me. Like, uh, he's like a second father to me. He was so good to me when I was at Cork. I, him and the managers, they were amazing. They gave me this and they me 100% and I was still in contact with all of them which is great too and I, I still talked to all the managers from last year and this year as well but um, yeah you see he brought me up when I was away and gave me my chance and I'm so grateful that he did give me the opportunity How did Australia come about? Um, it kind of came at me suddenly enough I was after the all I got contacted by Mike Ryan who's the FLW coaching like the Irish side mm. and I didn't think much of it at the time, and um, Mike has been unbelievable with me. Like he's been uh, standing with me, uh, training me, like preparing me to go over. But yeah, so he contacted me. I didn't really think much of it then, and I had contacted by one of the North Melbourne team management then, and they contacted me through um, social media, and they watched with you all, and. When I first chatted to you, it was after you had actually played in Crow Park for the very first time. But you had told me about how hard you had worked to actually get to where you were, were then. Yeah, I remember that I was talking to you about that because mm. I was because it actually wasn't meant to be starting. And then I got thrown in and I got thrown into Crow Park because that was my first match to seniors. So that was scary, but. Um, like I've come a long way since then, thank God. But yeah, like I obviously I worked like hard, like I was training hard. But that was all down to the management and the team around me as well. Because like if I didn't have good competition in county set up, then it was hard to push yourself as well. So I was, I was really grateful for the team as well. So it's just a strong panel. You are so young, and probably people forget that. But you're also very mature. Is it because of the kind of the knockbacks and the setbacks you've had in life that has kind of given you that bit of a maturity? Yeah, definitely. I think it makes me more grateful for what I have, and it made me work harder to get to where I am. 
So I'm obviously really grateful that all those things happened to me because it made me realise that I'm going to have to work hard to get to where I want to get to. And it pushed me further then and it made me work hard as an athlete. When you look, and I mentioned that about how far you've come along, and, you know, for a lot of people, they don't realise that things didn't go right for you for a long number of years. Yeah, like I, I threw in the towel with the McCroom J when I was younger. And I remember Margaret Buckley from the Castle Hotel. She came down and she was the one who told me to get back to training. And I actually, I'm not sure if I would have gone back to the team if it wasn't for her. So I'm really grateful to her too. And her son now, he runs a gym in McCroom and... He um, is after helping me out in preparation to going over and he's been class to me as well. So I'm really grateful for that family, to be honest. Yeah, do you know, it's not always that one person or, or someone in life gives you words of advice or words of wisdom or even just there to, to put a, an arm around your shoulder and you always remember what that, that moment. Yeah, definitely. Like, um, I'm not sure if I would have actually gone back to the if it wasn't for her. Like she came up and she was saying, kind of made to come back. And obviously, I didn't want to because I got like, I didn't make the panel that I wanted to make, of course, at the time. And like, I was obviously really upset over that. And I was working as hard as I thought it was, like, and I wasn't getting anywhere. And she was telling me that, like, it isn't everything. As long as you're enjoying the sport, then go back and, if, like, good things that come, they come. But take it as it is and just enjoy football. If you enjoy it, then go out and play and have fun with your friends. That's what I did, and then I just kept training harder, and yeah, pushed me on anyway, and I made the team, thank God. And as you say, the rest is history. You're on about obviously getting yourself conditioned for Australia. Has there been a big step up in how you are preparing yourself now for how you will prepare yourself when you're playing for court? Yeah, 100%. Like I, I'm just back from a run now with my friend Connor. Uh, he does athletics, so the two of us went for a long run, and it was tough, but you know, it's glad to get it done. But like, um, I'm actually getting same plans from North Melbourne now, and I've been doing them the last couple of weeks, so it's like a mixture of running and um, gym, so I'm doing that six days a week, and it's very full on now. It's going from like four days to six, and it's just hard sessions, and I'm lucky at the Castle Hotel gym that I mentioned earlier. Mm that I'm there and they're doing all my gym sessions with me and the weights like Mackie and all the lads down there they're going through every every single session every like, rest every session with me so I was really lucky that I was like, well prepared going over There's so many girls from Ireland that have made the move over had you been following them or had you been following the AFLW? Yeah definitely I've been watching a few of them like Sinead Goldrick now the race, she's very successful in the age constant and um, a few others, like a few of them have been like obviously very, um, very influential on girls, young girls watching their fellows and giving them like just the insight of what their life is going to be like. And if they're successful, that you know you can be successful too out there. So definitely watching them for a while. Have you been talking to anyone about you know what it's like over there? Yeah, I've actually been in contact with a lot of people. I like, met up there with Kieran Sheehan, who was amazing. Um, he went through everything with me or what his experience was like and I went up to the age council then as well so she won her all like the, basically all Ireland in Australia and um, she's really successful out there as well so I met up with her and she gave me an insight of what it was like for her as well out there and what she still doing out there and like, it was um, like, obviously really interesting to get their insight of what their life was like and they just gave me pointers of what the training is going to be like some tips and the skills so I was really grateful for both of them. It's having that little bit having that information that you're not 
completely thrown in at the deep end. Yeah, like a hundred percent. Like there's a lot. Of, obviously, like it's a new sport, so it's hard to learn from scratch. But like all those little like meetups with Kieran and Ailish and Mike, they're all just like they're really handy because I I'm picking up the skills faster then and it's getting more prepared to go out. Like it's obviously a very different like ball you play with, obviously, and like just how to kick it and everything. There's so much skill to it, and I didn't realize. So it's good just to get that and get like skill up to scratch before you go. That's exactly it. And obviously, Breach Stack. Yeah, Breach Stack has been uh, so, so good, I'd say. I've been following her the while, and she's, she's obviously the only other court person to mm. be out there. So it's amazing just to see her as well and uh, watch her grow as a player. She's outstanding out there. Obviously, you're not going out there on your own, and Vicky Wall from Mead is going out there. I'm sure the two of you have many a battle on the field. I suppose for yourself and, and for Vicky, it's good that you're not going to a new club on your own and that there's someone there from Ireland. Yeah, like, I'm so lucky. I have Vicky. She's such a nice girl. I've been in contact with her. Um, she was a really excited for the journey because like, we're going to have each other and mm. we're obviously going to look out for each other. Uh, she's she's obviously as excited as I am. So I think we're just we're both just ready to get started, to be honest, and we're looking forward to the journey. And um, my dad's actually going to come out with me as well. So he's going to come out the first three or four weeks just setting me down. I'm still a baby, so he's going to look after me for a while. See, that's it. You know, people forget you're only, what, 19? When are you 20? I'm 20 now at the end of this month, so it's not too bad. And I was actually going to say to you about your family. You're very much together. And obviously, I, I know your brother, John, he's a sports journalist. And John is obviously so proud of you. And the family and kind of that link now, you're, you're going the whole way down. But as you said, she'll only have your dad going over with you to help you settle in. Yeah, I actually used to call up Johnny. He's um Johnny's so funny. He knows everything about sport obviously. So like even at home, we'd be sitting at the table and Johnny'd be like, Oh North Melbourne posted it and he knows everything before anyone else knows it. So he's great that way. I'm gonna miss that about him. But um yeah, no, my family we're all, we're all so close. So I definitely would have been really homesick leaving everyone. Yeah. So I'm really lucky that my dad's gonna come out with me and just they gave me out there and set me down a little bit. You also play other sports, and I think people probably know you maybe from the Gaelic football, but you've won basketball with UCC Glenmire. You also won the O'Connor Cup with your University UL to beat a UCC in the final. How did you find time to play all the sports? I obviously found it very difficult to juggle a lot of the sports for a good while. Like, football was always my main mm. sport. Um, after minor, because it was something I obviously wanted to pursue. And I obviously love basketball as well, but I just didn't have the time to put into basketball as much as I did for football, because there's no club that was very local to me. I had to go to Glenmire for training. Um, so that was obviously how. But like, once I came up to UL, I did in and were really good about looking after me and just making sure that I wasn't getting burnt out. Like, he always looked out for me as a person before being like looked at as a player, which was really great. But like he was the main reason that I survived you well, I'd say I would have been burnt out otherwise. So you're gonna add Australian rules to the list of sports. Anything else, you know, you're you're so young, so is there any other sports that uh, Erica O'Shea wants to try out? Um, not yet I'd say I'm gonna search you now and go into soccer. You know what? I'm, I might. I see how successful she's doing. I might follow her. <laughs> no, I. I can't kick. I can't be the soccer player at all. I couldn't kick the ball on the floor. John would be covering Park City in that. 
yeah, but he's big in soccer. John played soccer as well for a while. I know, I wish I could play soccer. I wish my aunt put into, like, a young age, put me into one of those teams, but no, I haven't been that lucky. Must be exciting, but probably daunting as well for you. Is that, is that how you would kind of describe? Yeah, like, I'm, I'm obviously nervous going out there because it is a new sport and I am very young. Like, I'm the youngest Irish player now to go out um, today at MLW. So that is obviously going to be playing a big factor on me too, just trying not to get injured and stuff because like, it's obviously a very rough sport and I'm used to like non-contact mm. sport. But like, it's all learning curve really and I'm going to just take the opportunity while it's there and just go for it and see where it takes me and if I love it then I love it and if I don't like it I'll deal with that too Is it just season contract or? So I think I'm just going to base on the season just hmm. if I enjoy it then just go from there and talk to the club about it too but it's obviously a new sport like and if I go out there and realise I just dislike the sport and I want to come home then that's what I'll do Even when you look at the men and there's been players there that just decided listen I want to go home I want to play you look at Conor McKenna with your own, he just decides that now nah, I just want to go back home playing it. And so I think the good thing about you is you're young. That if you know you go out there and have please got a couple of good seasons out there, you could still come back and play your Gaelic football or whatever other sports you want. Yeah, exactly. So if I went out there for like two years, I come home and I'd only be twenty-one. So that's why I'm trying to look at it that way. Whereas I'm not going to come home being like thirty and not going to play a Cork game. I, I do intend to play a Cork game, hopefully. Um, if they'll take me back <laughs> but yeah no I I definitely I would come back to Cork and Heartbeat I'd say in the next couple of years You're very focused have you got plans or, or is it just a, a take it one day as it comes or do you have plans that you know well by this or by this time I, I hope to do something Like I mean, I hope just to embrace it all and mm. go along with the like opportunity while it's there and like I just I didn't want to give it up. Like when it came at me, I obviously had a lot to think about too, because like college and small things like that, I just came to park. But I'm actually lucky I'm doing my course online and everything's kind of fell into place. So I just feel like I was already thought about it after. I just thought, you know, I have to go for this and I have to take the opportunity in case it doesn't come up again. And yeah, I just have to base on that and just go from there. But you ever hear those things like what's for you won't pass you or if it's meant to be, it will be. And I think it's basically a case of that which with yourself. You know, we talked about your, your setbacks and how, you know, you were going through in the towel, but you didn't and you came back and it made you stronger. And just look at now, apart from maybe winning the Senior Ireland with Cork, you know, you've got your All-Star, you're on a team of the year, you're now going to Australia. It's a fantastic achievement at such a young age. Thanks. Yeah, like it was obviously a lot of hard work that paid off yeah. and a lot of people had supported me along the way, which I'm really grateful for as well. But um, it's just, I feel like it's all a mindset too. Like, if things aren't going your way, it's how you come back mm. from that. That'll define you as an athlete as well. Like, seeing likes of like Orla Dwyer, who's injured for a while, coming back and getting all Australia. It's small things like that. Like, it's just a complete mindset of how what will drive you on and what will push you to be a better player. Obviously, you're, you're, you're very close with your family and I'm, I say they're probably influences and inspirations. But outside of your family, is there someone that, you know, you look up to and um, if they quote something or say something or do something that, you know, it inspires you? Um, that, yeah, definitely. Like, even looking at 
correspondent. Like, I always look up to Cora from a young age. Being, like, she obviously had a tough past and everything that she went through, like, and how she came from playing, starting with Mayo Seniors and starting with Mayo Seniors when she was only, like, I think it was 14 and coming up and just doing, being so successful and doing what she did and being the age she's at now and still playing professional sports is amazing and I feel like for that like she's such a role model for young athletes especially female athletes Well the thing about it is you know you're so young you're very bashful in some ways but you're a fantastic role model for young people who if you have a dream and you know and what you want to aspire to and work hard and that's it you know you're one person that people will look up to and say you know what I want to be you I want to be like Ari Gaucher she that a kick-ass attitude. <laughs> I don't know about that. I hope that like there is young girls uh, there that look up to me because I know I've been talking to a few girls that were younger in the Cork under 14 mm-hmm. and I met up with a few of them and I'm kicking with them because um, they were saying they, they loved how I went from senior playing to um, Aussie Rules so young and that was something they wanted to look up like, look into and stuff. So I met up with a few like, down 14 girls to Corkland and I just told them my experience of the setback and they were nervous about under 16 trials and stuff. So I told them that like what I've been through and that even if they don't do that well in trials, that's not going to be a, a big deal. Like they can come back the year after and to keep trying to get there eventually if they keep going for it. And that's just what I was saying. So I just kind of took it from there and I obviously love to have a younger like girls coming up and there's such talent there and just to be a part of that too I'd love to stay involved Well the thing about it is if one girl just happens to heed what you said or, or follows her dream you know you'd know yourself that listen I- I've made a difference Yeah 100% and that would mean a lot to me as well like I know a few girls that contacted me now she social media asked me about mm. how they could prepare for the trials and small things like that and I just love helping them like give them advice and tell them exactly what I would have liked to have, like, have heard from someone like, who got in that position when I was younger. So I just, I've helped them as much as I can and she's gone that they, I'm hoping that they'd get there. Are you going to make us jealous now on social media like the likes of Ashley Sheridan and Sarah Rowe and those type of girls who are, you know, when we were watching them and showing us the, the sunny life down in uh, Australia? <laughs> I hope so, but um, I won't be... I don't think I'll be um, out taking scenic views for a while. I think I'll just focus on training and hopefully after the season finishes I'll, I'll be putting up loads of stories but it makes you all jealous. The thing about it is with Melbourne you have a few clubs there and there's a good few Irish over there as well so I know it's a massive city but you might have a chance of sometime maybe catching up with some of the other Irish players. Yeah and hopefully like, they've all been really supportive the ones I've contacted anyway and they've all been really good to me like Ash Mack as well was another girl yeah. Ash McCarthy she got on to me and I was on calls with her and she was like, great like she was unbelievable and she gave me an insight of what it was like for her movie over as well and um, like, a lot of those girls are really nice so I feel like if I reached out to them again they'd, they'd be really really good to me out there and they'd look after me well, I feel like this uh, proud. And when John had told me about his sister and then told me the story of, you know, you only started training with Cork in September. And ever since then, you know, I, I was following your career. So I'm really looking forward to uh, this next chapter in your career. And listen, I don't mind if you show me the sunny sides of Australia because, uh, please God, it will mean that you're doing well and everything is going well for you. <laughs> I, I mean, 
make sure I chat and send you some of the views so when I get there. Oh, thank you very much. Listen, Erica, it's been a pleasure and I really wish you the best of luck and uh, you deserve it. I'm glad you enjoy it. Thank you so much. It's lovely to talk to you again. All right. Take care of yourself. We wish all the Irish players making the trip to Australia and some who are already there the best of luck for the season. So the fixtures for next weekend on Sunday in the TG Car All-Ireland Senior Championship in Group A. It's Cavan against Mayo and that is in Glenham Brothers Pierce Park and through and there is at 1.45. Also in Group A it's Tipperary against Dublin through and there at 2 o'clock in Temple Tui. In Group B, it's Armagh against Meath. Tasty game there. And it throws in at Glennon Brothers Pierce Park at 3.45. In Group C, it's Galway against Westmeath. And it'll be Westmeath's first game back in the Senior Championship. And that game throws in at Tune Stadium at 2pm. While in Group D, at 2pm, it is Cork playing their first game in this year's championship against Donegal and that's in Clane. In the junior championship in Group B it is Antrim up against New York and that game throws in in David Park in Belfast at 2 o'clock. New York are new to the scene this year and then on Wednesday it is Limerick against New York in Group B that's at half seven and venue there has to be confirmed. So just keep an eye on the LGFA website for those fixtures lots to look forward to so once again thank you to our sponsors Medell Healthcare until next week Slonga Fold.